Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Mercy Talk podcast from Mercy Multiplied, where we are passionate about empowering you with biblical principles for growing in mental, emotional, and spiritual health and equipping you to share those principles with others. I am Melanie Wise, and joining me on this episode is your friend and mine, Dr. Brooke Keels. We are in a series here on Mercy Talk about the vital role that relationships and community play in our mental, emotional, relational, and spiritual health. And over the past couple of weeks, we've talked about how we were made and designed for community. We've talked about all of the things that are pushing hard against community. We've talked about what healthy community could even look like. And we've kind of just painted a picture of like, man, what could this be like for us to actually experience this in our lives? But one of the things that we felt like was very, very important for us to unpack in this series is the importance of embracing our need for others and in that process, embracing vulnerability, which many of you may have already wanted to turn off this episode as soon as you heard that word, because this is a tough one. Um, and But it's so, so, so important in this series because it is really, I believe, the foundation for strong, deeply committed relationships. And so we are glad that you have joined us today, and we really hope that you enjoy the show. All right, Brooke, here we go. <laughs> this one this one's going to be a doozy. I just have a feeling. I cannot wait yeah. to talk about being vulnerable. Uh, so excited. Only second to that I need sleep. So <laughs> I love it. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, this one, like I, like I uh, said, as I introduced this episode, man, I mean, there are some people who are going to be like, yes, I love this. And maybe I might fall into this category. There are other people that are going to be like, no, why? I don't want to talk about it. Um, yeah. But it's too important. Like this was just like, this was an undeniable topic that had to be included in this series. Um, I think just, you know, by and large, we've hit on this a little bit, but we we really, I think, just live in a society and we live in a culture where we just feel like we have to have it all together. We have to be positive all the time. We can't show weakness. We can't show need. That's for sure. I think that culture has very much infiltrated the church. I think that because we have that message around us that we should be self-sufficient, we should have it all together. We, we've adopted that mindset even into the body of Christ. And I think because of that, we see very few vulnerable relationships and therefore we see very little vulnerable community. I hear this over and over and over and over from people in leadership in churches, from pastors. They're like, how do you create and foster like a community that is vulnerable and open and honest? Like this is a, this is a significant struggle. And so what we all find ourselves doing is like just being surrounded by people every day, but there is no deep connection and it's just really empty. And I know that for me, this is why I get really passionate about this one, because I just, I do not feel close to people who don't talk about themselves. <laughs> like I don't right. feel close to people who don't talk about their struggles. And I also don't feel close to people who don't ever need me. I just don't like, right. I just feel like there's a disconnect. Like I can still be friends with those people, but I don't feel like we're close. Yeah. And so, right. yeah, we're just going to talk today about this idea of need um, because part of being vulnerable with other people is expressing our need for people. And to be perfectly clear before we dive into this, I'm not talking about 
I need some advice on parenting. I need some tips on how to redecorate my living room, right? Like that's not the kind of need I'm talking about. Those are those are not that hard to ask for. I'm talking about no. I'm talking. Do what? If anyone would like to help me pick out paint colors, <laughs> the same time I do need some help. So I need all the sorry. parenting advice in the world. But also, let's not reject that, no, right? We need that. <laughs> to be clear, yeah. Um, I'm talking about the. I need to go have lunch with you. I need to get coffee with you because I'm not doing well right now. My heart is not in a good place. I'm sad. I'm lonely. I'm angry. Whatever it is, that is the kind of need that we're referring to um, in this specific episode. So there yeah. we go. You know, and I actually am going to add to that too, something that that um, I recently realized is like, there are also very few people that will actually celebrate with you Yeah, too. Like that's also a very vulnerable thing to call and go, hey, like these good things happen. Yeah. I feel like we're always like, do you know what I mean? And for people to be celebrate with you, even if maybe they're not in that season too, mm-hmm. um, in, in this last transition of life, like we really noticed the people that would celebrate with us when we finally, you know, had some relief and some, uh, a reprieve, I guess, if you will, or moving into like some, some really cool things happened. And we sat down like, Oh, you know, we wanted to share it. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, Oh, well, if I tell that, you know, huh? But the people who were like so excited for us, just that went a long way yeah. too. So it's like, you know, I don't know, just throwing that also that piece because I never really noticed it. You think, yeah, I'll tell people happy things. Well, that's actually kind of vulnerable too, especially if mm-hmm. you don't, if they're like in a hard season mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and, and I don't know how well I did celebrating others yeah. when we were in a hard season, yeah. you know, so just, it really challenged me. So yeah. just a little, good. little drop. Good. I like the that. drop. But <laughs> I think overall... Uh, we hate to need. I think it's yeah. difficult. Um, and it's scary because it requires a dependence on others, which, you know, like we've talked about, goes against everything um, inside of us that have been raised in a culture that praises independence and self-sufficiency. Yeah. I mean, I 100% am the leader of that, number one, bought in. You know, you just on your own, just be better than everybody. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was the directive of life. And I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. like that was an option, you know? Um, And so, you know, I think if you listen to the first episode of the series, we talked about how God literally, literally, not figuratively, created the world as a needs meeting system. And we were made to need one another. Um, And as the great John Townsend says, yep. the purpose behind this needs meeting system is simple. God designed needs in order to foster relationship. Um, you know, and he could have made it that we were self-sustaining little systems, but he did. Yeah. Um, you know, he, I never really thought it. about that. Like, yeah, he didn't have to make it this way. Why do we have to yeah. need it? Why do we have to need? Why? You know, why I'll tell you, exist? this is when I, Part of the reason I actually got my PhD in family therapy, specifically the focus on modern systems theory, Mm -hmm. is because when I heard about systems theory, right, this interconnection, and it goes really deep, and I won't get into all that, I was like, oh, this is how God thinks. Yeah. I was like, this makes sense to me. You know, and it's like we are not, you know, just... You know, if you look at things, we're just not this closed system that has nothing that influences it. Like everything Mm -hmm, goes, mm -hmm. and we have to view ourselves in that bigger system. And if we don't, you miss out on so much. Like even just from how we are 
counseling wise healthy, yeah. right? Healthy minds, um, healthy emotions. So anyway, so I, I just fun fact, that's how yeah. I even decided to go into this that is field. Very interesting. I was, you know, going a different direction uh-huh. that was more about molecules crossing membranes than it was about us and like the bigger system. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um and it took me a long time to figure it out. But so it's I'll just, just I that think too. that is like, so I'm, interesting that he yeah. said that. Like there's a yeah. I mean we could have just been like little robots, like what going around and yeah. just being fine. But like we, I mean, even down to the like basic stuff, I'm like, we need water. Why? Mm-hmm. Why did God make our bodies to where we had to have something outside of ourselves keeping us alive? Right. And like, as you just said, like John Townsend was like, I think it's because it was supposed to be re- about relationship. I'm like, well, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> like even down to our yeah. most basic needs. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, think about that. We have to exist in the system that we live mm-hmm. and with others and in connection. And yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, so, you know, it's so, I mean, you know, as all most things did started in the garden of Eden. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, you know, when Adam and Eve were fully vulnerable with God and one another, right. The enemy attacked their vulnerability with shame mm-hmm. and he wants to shame God's design. And so they will shut it down and, and, kind of like shut down our own needs yeah. shut down you know and then shame others for needing things from us mm-hmm. you know just kind of the judgment that that is and and it does i mean even for someone who struggles with it like it sounds so silly when you say it out loud but that's what it is like you don't need anybody else which is such a core part of clearly how he made us and and i often look at like what are the biggest area that the enemy attacks? Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, connection, intimacy, mm-hmm. right? If we just look at like how the culture has shifted, like, you know, it is disconnected in general. So clearly that is very important. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, when you were talking about that idea of like turning on our design, turning on our need, the, uh, it's so funny. I'm like, for how often I quote now Adam Young uh, at his podcast, I'm mm-hmm. like, I think we're going to look back on the history of all of our content and be like, that was post Adam Young when Melanie and <laughs> when Melanie learned about his podcast because I quote him all the time now. Um, that's okay. I've got my traffic. Yes. John Townsend, Dan Siegel, yep. Kurt Thompson. That's right. That's right. We do have our, we have our go-tos. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think on the, on the episode that he did where he talked about that whole like Adam and Eve and God creating and we we have needs on that specific episode I remember they 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 talked about and we and we mentioned this in our uh, uh episode I think last week but how the word weak is the word that a lot of us use to hate our need um and I was like oh like hearing that just it stung cuz I just was like man that is so on point when we but right. when we do that and when we say like I feel weak or this is this makes me look weak, the enemy has kind of won because we are actually cursing one of the most amazing and beautiful things that God created in us. Like He created us to have need and for need to foster relationship. And so when I turn on my need and I call it weak, that's like turning on one of the most amazing things that God designed inside of me. And so I know for myself, when I have been in seasons of really intense need, and I have interestingly had quite a few of those seasons over the past three, four years, I just know that I have I have felt so exposed. And there were so many days and so many moments that I just hated that. Like I hated feeling so emotionally exposed. And 
it, because it's not right. easy. It is not easy to let people see you in that place, that place of exposure, that place of need. I do. I want to project the idea that I'm strong and that I'm the person that people need, like that people need me, right? Like that feels mm-hmm. more safe. And so I, I just have come to believe through just sheer life experience that having to be the recipient of care is so much harder than being the giver of care. Like it is so much harder to be right. the one who is receiving. And like we've said, I don't think it, 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 it doesn't come natural to us by the way that we've been conditioned to be strong, self-sufficient, independent. I think that learning how to need, learning how to be the recipient of care is something that we actually have to learn. We, that we learn yes. how to receive love and care from other people. Um, but yeah. as I've said this a few times, I think already in this series, but I think you can avoid it. You can suppress your need for other people for so long that you really just eventually deaden your heart to it. You don't feel like you actually need other people. Um, but then you're just left with a really sad, empty life, you know, that that is just far yeah. from the fullness Because I can also say that on the receiving end of that, when I have allowed myself to be exposed and vulnerable and received care from others, oh my goodness, like the richness and the depth and the fullness of that experience is too sweet to ever want to give that up. But it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I I don't know if you would agree with this, but I think too, when we open our hearts to allowing people to give to us and be good to us, it also helps us move through those seasons. Yes. More quickly. Absolutely. Like you don't just have to sit in this. You know? Absolutely. Um, like, I think that's, anyway. Yeah, just, a you know, pivotal but, part of the healing journey. <laughs> pivotal. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like, or you or can just give it a, a go. dead, empty soul. Right. And <laughs> just be sad. You know? I mean, sometimes we choose uh, that. Like, I know. You know, yeah. like, look at us. Look at us not need anybody. You know? It's like, but you're so you're sad. You're so dead inside. You know? <laughs> bet you watch a lot of Netflix though. So that's totally sure. great. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't speak from experience. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, but I, you know, I also love the idea that, and, and this is actually what challenges me and holds me accountable is that the idea that our need for one another actually worships God and honors God mm. because that's how he mm. created us. And I think as we, you know, I have a friend that says, you know, like in the Garden of Eden, and she's talking about other things, but in the Garden of Eden, like God put an order to things, mm-hmm. right? He made us need the surrounding ecosystem plus relationship, like all of that. And 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 that's what he was saying was good. And when we fall into that order, you know, then that's when I think we, we really become the most blessed, yeah. right? So if we talk about like God calls us to forgiveness it's like one of the hardest things we'll ever do, but he does that because he knows the richness that comes with it. And it's that same thing. Yeah. I think when we fall into that order of connection. And so, I, you know, I, I might have a tough time, but when I know that it honors God, mm-hmm. like that helps me kind of be like, okay, mm-hmm. let me get back. Let me act right. Yeah, you know, yeah. um, good. You know um, and so I really like that, but um, you know, that also means we have to be vulnerable and which is, uh, you know, again, next to sleep, one of my least favorite. <laughs> words. Yep. And, uh, there's a lot that I say, I'm going to take back for Jesus, right? Vulnerability has not been one of them. <laughs> I just have to add that to the list. Um, just <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but you know, John Townsend actually defines this in people fuel. I really like this. He says vulnerability is the act of taking risks 
to expose negative parts of ourselves in our relationships. It is taking off the fig leaf, uh, which is an uncomfortable (laughs) visual, and letting someone see and know us naked and ashamed. The negative parts can include many aspects of our lives and experiences, mistakes we have made, struggles that we have, weaknesses we have not resolved, sins that we deal with, and needs that have not been met, and emotions that are hard to discuss. Um, and so, good, yeah. you know, that's uh, that's deep stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? So we're not just talking about like, oh, my kids are so annoying, or mm-hmm. you know, I don't. Where should we go on vacation? You know, we're talking about the yeah, the fight that made you be like, should I be single? Uh, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. is divorce an option? Mm-hmm. Like those kinds of things, or the sorrow we feel like as our kids grow and transition, right? Yeah. The fight for codependency or just the honesty that, you know, being vulnerable with somebody of like, even being in this friendship is so hard for me. Like how, like, you know, Mm -hmm. just actually working that out with other people that are trustworthy. Um, And our ability to, our ability to be honest and vulnerable with one another about those deeper things is what allows us to truly know each other. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and you're right. Like it is a, it's a discipline, right? The only way you can really learn how, because it's learned mm-hmm. to receive love and care is by putting yourself in a position that you are open to being uncomfortable and broken and, yeah. you know, with others. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's great. Where you like it's actually great. let people and, see uh, that. Yep. That's not, yeah. Yeah. But it, but it is a practice. It is, it is a daily intentional for sure practice. It takes effort. We are not just great at it, you know, and I think some, you know, some people are like, I don't have a problem with that. I opened my entire soul up to everybody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I am not talking about you and you should get counseling yeah, but yeah. for that support. Um, <laughs> but most of us are like, let's hide those things. Yep. And, you know, or what are the deep places that you haven't let anyone seen? And I think even if we assess that, mm-hmm. like why, mm-hmm. what is, what are the things I've never told anyone and why would I keep that? Mm-hmm. You know, that's something to really dive into mm-hmm. with God. I love, I mean, I actually, I want to say those again that from that quote that you read, because I think it was so helpful when I read John Townsend's definition of it. And he, he had them as like, there are five like primary areas of vulnerability. I know you already read this. I just think it bears repeating. Mistakes we've made, struggles we have, weaknesses we haven't resolved, sins we deal with, needs that haven't been met. And emotions that are hard to discuss. I'm like, that, man, (laughs) just considering sharing that level, even for someone like myself who considers myself a probably maybe even an unhealthy level of vulnerable with people, like that feels like some deep, hard stuff to let other people see. But I can personally say that I have learned through experience, and I'm sure most people would agree you will only be as close to other people as you are vulnerable with them. Like, I just think that is a hard, fast rule. We, we have this desire. We want to be fully loved. We want to be, and and I say like fully loved people. That's like, I think surely most people would recognize that I want to be fully loved. That is a need that I have or a desire that I have is to be fully loved. You cannot be fully loved unless you are fully known. That is impossible for if, 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 if someone doesn't know everything about me, 
how can I possibly say they fully love me? Because I've only let them see certain parts of me, right? Like only when someone knows all of the stuff about me, can I say like, I am fully loved by that person because they know all the ugly stuff. They know all the dark stuff and they haven't walked away. They haven't distanced themselves, you know? And so for someone to look at us and say, I know all of that stuff and I love you. Like, I just think our souls crave that again, whether or not we're even aware of that, but we do not get that apart from vulnerability. We just don't. And I, I don't think that vulnerability, like vulnerability is not for the weak. Okay. I just think that, and Brene Brown, you know, she's big on this one. She's written tons on this topic, but she says that our greatest measure of courage is the ability to be vulnerable. And that, I don't know. I think some people can look at that and be like, yeah, that's just like helping people feel better about themselves. Like, oh, when you're vulnerable, you're strong. No, I truly think that that is a sign of courage and saying, I am willing to allow you in and I am actually willing to potentially be wounded. Like this is a risk to put something vulnerable out there is always going to be a risk. And it takes courage to say, I'm still going to do it even I'm, I'm willing to take the risk. And we'll talk about how you have to be wise in that process as well. But I think what's interesting to consider is that our most vulnerable areas of our life are the most important ones to express, but they're the hardest yeah. to express. And so, you know, I, I, I do think that the reason they're so hard to express is because of some of the things we've already talked about, our fear of depending on other people, our misconception that to need people is to be weak. Um, but I, mm-hmm. I do think we have to acknowledge that vulnerable people can get hurt. They can. Yeah. Um, even the yeah. word, I learned this, I don't remember, it probably was Adam Young, let's be honest. Um, the word vulnerable, <laughs> it, com- it comes from a Latin word, which means to wound. So vulnerability yeah. is the ability to be wounded. And when you have been wounded in your vulnerability or in your need, without a doubt, is the enemy going to use that to make you turn on your vulnerability, to turn on your need. Um, you'll start to you'll start to hate the thing that you think got you in trouble, right? Vulnerability yeah. led me to getting hurt, so I hate my vulnerability, right? And so you 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 hate it. You hate your need. You hate your vulnerability. Um, yeah. And that is that is a reality that's part of being vulnerable is also yeah. potentially being hurt. <laughs> and, and, Yay. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're yeah, like, it just is yeah. what it is. Yeah. And again, like, I think we, we spend so much time and effort trying to protect ourselves from something that at the end of the day, like, I, I think we don't give ourselves enough credit. Yes. Like I am resilient enough to get my feelings yes. hurt and be okay. Like I can, I don't like it. Right. But the reward of, of when those connections do happen or finding the people that are very trustworthy is, is worth it. But also it's kind of like, don't disqualify our resilience. Yes. Yes. You know, like I, it's okay. Mm -hmm. You can hurt my feelings and I'll figure it out. And, you know, and, and obviously, um, you know, people are not going to always respond well to your vulnerability. And, and I say this at every single empower workshop, but if you're, being healthy is dependent on other people doing the right thing at all times. Mm -hmm. And you're never going to be healthy. Mm -hmm. Like you, you have to take ownership of what that is and means, um, you know, and, and just kind of dive in and it does, it takes a lot of courage. I don't, I don't like it either. I don't like my feelings to be hurt either. It's not my favorite, Uh, you know, and, 
and I work very hard to not be offended in, in places mm-hmm. and just take people. That's again, that's such an active practice, but it doesn't always happen. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you get, you know, you get hurt and you've got to grieve it and move on. Right. Um, and I don't want to make light of it, but it, it also is just a fact. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, and I, gosh, I know so many people that have been relationally hurt and they have just made, they're just like, I am now committed to never trust yep. anyone. Yep deeply again. Yeah. Right. And I, 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 again, I don't want to make light of those experiences. I've been deeply hurt myself. I think every one of us has, you know, but there are a few things that can cause like such shame and such a sense of powerlessness, you know, and, and then when we reach out to people vulnerably and we're dismissed, like there's very few things that can hurt as badly mm-hmm, as that, mm-hmm. right? Like that you, you open yourselves up and somebody's like, I don't care, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or they've got their own thing going on. They're like, you're like, I'm finally vulnerable, which I have found, by the way, if you build it up, you, you know, <laughs> just somebody's going to really mess it yeah, up. Me. Yeah. Like, I, I, I mean, I say this a lot too. You got to manage your Yeah, it's true. You got to really true. like be like, my, my job is to share something with them, not to decide how I need them mm-hmm. to respond. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that's, you got to keep kind of staying your lane with those things, I think. And that's also a way to, to protect yourself. So I, I get caught up in all of this. So I'm going to try and refocus my points. I know Melanie's just like, we, you're going to, this is going to be a seven hour long podcast. <laughs> um, but it's, you're doing it's good. important that we actually consider <laughs> our past relational hurts. Um, we may have subconsciously built up walls that we don't even know are there. Yeah. Uh, and you know, or maybe you're like, Oh no, I know they're there. I put them up brick by brick, you know, and I respect that. And the, int- <laughs> the intentionality that went behind that yeah. means though, that there can also be, you know, intentionality between heal with, with healing. Right. Um, and it, and it may feel safe to be, uh, behind those walls because it keeps out hurt and disappointment, or at least what we've made to be hurt and disappointment. Um, but those are the things that keep out everything that we were made to need from people. Um, and there's a, a C.S. Lewis quote who, again, is just, I, I guess I'll add him into, I don't know yeah. what a trifecta is if you add a four. I feel like all of your people, though, um, are people you have to read their quotes so slow because they're so smart. C.S. Lewis. Is, yeah, C.S. Lewis is really Brand smart. Okay, point. I will read. I like that your <laughs> passive aggressive way of telling me to read, read it a quote slow. Slowly. I'm just saying, C.S. Lewis <laughs> is a doozy. People need a minute. CS, okay, that's true. Yeah. He's got a lot. Got a lot going on. Um, all right. Aggressive. So he says, "Love, love anything, and your heart will be wrung and possibly broken. If you want to make sure of keeping it intact, you must give it to no one, not even an animal." Wrap it carefully round with hobbies and little luxuries. Avoid all entanglements. Lock it up safe in the casket or coffin of your selfishness. But in that casket, safe, dark, motionless, airless, it will change. It will not be broken. It will become unbreakable, impenetrable, irredeemable. (laughs) Thank you, C.S. Lewis. There you go. I mean, but it's like, that is the truth. And I think when yes. you have words that <clears throat> visual, right, that's what helps us hold us accountable. That's what helped, at least for at least for me, holds me accountable. Like that is not what I want. Yep. And so the risk of being hurt, you know, or just getting my feelings hurt or whatever it is, is, is so much better than a dead heart. You know, I, I yeah. don't, I don't want that, yeah. you know, and, 
Um, and I get how, I mean, again, people get there honestly, but I think it's, it's just, it's a great visual. Mm, I mean, uh, I remember when I first got into uh, youth ministry years and years ago, and one of the elders at our church who we sometimes called Jesus Jr. because he was just one of those people where you're like, everything he says is pure gold. Uh, I remember, I remember he said to me, Hey, you're going to love these kids hard and they're going to break your heart. And I was like, cool. Sign me up. Can't wait. But he was basically communicating that to me. You're going to love and to love deeply and to open your heart to people in a deep way. It's There's going to be hurt and there's going to be pain. But I look back on that season and I'm like, he was right. There were some painful experiences. And yeah, that was one absolutely. of the richest, fullest sweetest, most amazing seasons of my life. I was in deep with people and it was hard and amazing. Like truly you can't get one without the other. And so I think that kind of is what he was saying there. Love anything and your heart's going to possibly get broken. But if you choose not to love or be vulnerable, your heart's just going to get hard and cold and dead. (laughs) That's basically what he said. So, and, and I, I know we'll have another episode when we talk about if you've been hurt. So, you know, we won't dive too much in there, but ultimately like when we're vulnerable with someone, we're creating the possibility that we will be wounded. Mm -hmm. And I don't even, I don't even want to call it a possibility. You will, Mm -hmm. you're going to, you're going to get your feelings hurt. Mm -hmm. Like you are. Um, and we're talking about entering into now trusting healthy relationships, right? Like not putting ourselves in abusive relationships by any means. Um, you know, but somebody's going to dismiss you or shame you or have a bad day again and not respond the way that we want them to, or frankly, may not even understand. They may Mm -hmm. just be like, I, you know, I don't, I don't get it. That hasn't been something I've walked through. Um, and we were like really hoping they would, you know, whatever it is. Um, but if we want deep connection with others in our lives, there's not really another option. So yeah. we're going to have to, yep. just is what it is. And we're going to have to take the risk. And um, uh, you threw in uh, my personal, not favorite, Jenny Allen in here. And I don't dislike her. I just am not as into her. And I love her. As others I love her may so be. Much. I know you do. And I support that and I trust you. And that's what's, you know. But she says it's uh, it's hard to trust people, but I don't trust myself. Um, we have far more to fear in going in alone than in committing ourselves to go deep with our trusted few. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually think that's really interesting because what's funny is I also hear a lot of people, I don't trust anyone but myself. And I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> such a bad idea. So I would bad. like to point out your behaviors <laughs> and how that is observably and objectively yes. not great. Um, and it's so, not going to go well know, for you. Any, I've never met anybody that's like, I only trust myself and that they're just like killing it. You're not, Yeah, it's not, you're not winning. Um, you know, maybe financially, but in other ways, <laughs> life's not awesome. You know? uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that uh, anyway, but I, I like that, you know, we do have to have the, uh, insight to be like, Oh yeah, no, I don't trust myself. Um, it's like, it's like both routes can be, there's can, it's scary. Both routes, right. Going it alone can be scary. Mm -hmm. Going it with people can be scary, but I think one is scarier than the other. Let's be honest. If we're just going to go that, I think this can easily be a topic where we just like talk about it and we're like, it's so important be vulnerable and then go and be with the Lord, you know? So it's like, let's get super practical here. I, I want to talk about, I think, one major thing that I think is keeping us from vulnerable relationships and 
Um, and I think it's just that we have replaced vulnerable, like deep conversations with just surface level small talk. And I, I know I talked in our last episode about how much I personally hate small talk with such a passion. Um, I can't do it for long, but the surface level stuff just often seems easier and, and certainly a lot less risky. It's, it's a lot less risky for me to just talk about like how the Dallas Cowboys are doing or whatever Mm -hmm. than it is to talk about, you know, my unmet needs, (laughs) but here's one practical thing. Well, hang on now. Sometimes talking about football is very, (laughs) it can get very real depending on the person that can get into uh, in the team, the team that you support. That's a whole other episode that we should probably, I won't go there, but I do just want to point out there is some vulnerability and connection that can happen. Uh, yes. Through the sadness you, of sports. You are correct. You are correct. <laughs> Do not get me wrong more. here. Okay. But let's okay. Let's All also right. consider that whether or not um, a you know twenty five year old man can catch a football if it's deeply impacting your emotional stability, Brooke. That again, uh, maybe that's a separate episode. We can yeah, dive into that. We should. Yeah. <laughs> I'm we just can kidding. Do that later. I can lose my mind over sports too. Let's be honest, but. I digress. Um, thank you for taking us down that road. I sorry. Was, I'm sorry. <laughs> Somebody out there needed to be supported in that moment. Okay. Okay. I just so, want to be that for them. I here's what here's my challenge for everybody. Okay. Th- and and to be clear, this would be in the context of a a close trusted friendship. Okay. Or someone who could potentially be a close trusted friend who you have deemed safe. Um, and healthy at some level. Okay. So we're not saying again, that every person in the world needs to know everything about your life. We're talking about, we were in this whole series. We've been talking about our closest inner circle of vetted people, trusted people, safe people. But here's a challenge. Start asking more intentional questions. Like there needs to be an art of asking questions that go beyond that. I mean, I literally, again, being, hit with a lot of this stuff in the face as we've done this series. I like have started when I'm going to have lunch with a friend or whatever, I've just started saying, Hey, like, I want to know all the details about what's going on in your world, how work's doing, blah, blah, blah. More than anything, I just want to know how you are doing. That's it. That's the, that's the way I've like started lunch with friends, coffee with friends. Like I do want to know all the things that are going on. Don't get me wrong, but really more than anything, I just want to know how you are. That can often be enough of a differentiation for people to know what you're asking. Okay. But I don't know, have some questions in your back pocket. If you want to, like what's making you anxious right now? What What's making you fearful right now? How is, how is your soul? That's one of the questions we've dropped at our workshops before. That feels a little intense. I just don't, I just don't see a world even with my closest friends where I'm going to sit down and ask that. And I like deep conversations. It just feels a little, I don't, I don't know that I would start one, but I mean, truly, if it's as simple as going, Hey, I really do want to know all the things, all the details about all the things, but how are you doing? Just say Mm -hmm. that, see where it goes. That's my challenge with, again, with your closer committed friends, start there. No, and that's really good because I think often like we care, but I know for me, right? If somebody, a good friend calls me and they're like, okay, how are you? And I'm just like, I'm the same. My answer is you. I'm like, I'm the same. Mm -hmm. I work really hard and I'm trying to be a good parent and wife and, 
you know, mm-hmm. make friends. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. And so I think if someone was like intentionally asking me, you know, when you talk about like the busyness of our lives and, and, you know, one of the episodes we did of like some of these barriers that were like, Oh, I'm too busy or whatever. Well, this is a way to kind of cut through that to just intentionally mm-hmm. and thoughtfully ask, you know, so someone's like, what are you anxious about? That would completely change, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, my question. And probably if it were you and I, you'd be like, what are you like happy about? I'm usually <laughs> happy to tell you what I'm mad about. Um, just always bringing that sunshine, you know, for the world. Um, you know, and so I'd have to think about it. Cause you're like, what are we celebrating? Yeah. God. Yeah. Anyway, but, um, but I really like that. And, and all that to say, like, often you have to be the one mm-hmm. to go first because I know, you know, mm-hmm. I have some very thoughtful friends that I'm grateful for, but you know, I, I have to like get in that own mode myself. Yeah. And I think starting that conversation also gives them permission to do that, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe if you're typically not someone that goes very deep or you feel like, I, mean, I know people often notice like, Oh, well, you're really busy or you're really, you know, you've got, a lot going on. Like there's a lot of reasons why people maybe wouldn't even ask me deeper questions. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't always invite that space. And so if I'm the one doing it, then that allows them, you know, and, and typically, I mean, I hate to generalize, but I'm going to like most dudes, like for them, like ask an intentional question. They'll usually answer that, Mm -hmm. you know, like Mm -hmm. if you're just as a man asking another man (laughs) to be his friend, I'm sorry, that could have, I would just, Anyway, but I think that um, guys are just, I'm just thinking about my husband and his friends talking and like <laughs> one of them being like, how is it with your soul? soul? Like I, anyway, so something else. Just you know, something. I don't know. We'll throw out another, yeah, we'll yeah. throw out or another do one. do it away. and record it and send it to yeah. us because I would like to hear yeah. that conversation. But all that to say, I will make my point. Um, but our willingness to be vulnerable with others may be that very thing that literally incites or provokes mm-hmm. them to connect with their own pain or struggles and know, yeah. Oh, like you actually want to hear about this. Okay. And I think it's such a powerful gift that you can give to those that you love. It's a way of saying like, I know you have things going on. I know that your stuff matters just like my stuff matters. Yeah. And you're literally inviting them to experience that joy and fullness of being known and loved and connected. Yeah. And that someone genuinely cares enough to ask an intentional question um i think that's really it's really special Mm -hmm. you know as weird as it may feel in the moment i think it will lead to such good things what's funny is that i actually think i don't know and maybe it's just the people that i have in my life but i'm just like i think sometimes people are just waiting like if there are some people who are just like like just chomping at the bit to share something real about themselves and honest about themselves and they just need to be asked most people don't volunteer the information. They just don't. And so to be asked into that is a really powerful thing. And the last thing I'll mention on this, though, is, you know, you may have some close friends in your life that you consider, you know, good, safe, healthy people, but you realize that when you try to actually go deeper in conversation, they're just not willing to go there. And so, yeah. like, you, and maybe you did exactly what you did. Like, you went first, but then that vulnerability is not reciprocated I think it's important for us to just recognize that some people just don't want to go there. They don't have the capacity for vulnerability and y'all, it doesn't make them bad people. It just means that they may not be the best for your close inner circle. 
when we're talking about this like deeply committed inner circle of people, if it is people who are not willing to reciprocate vulnerability, like they're not going to be the best fit for it. Even if you consider them good friends. I will not name names on this podcast. Not that any of my friends listen to this podcast, but I'm like, there are people, there are people in my life That's that a good point. I, no one even no, knows they don't either. care. My mom is still yeah. regularly like, Oh, you do that. You know, like, yes, mom, for seven years, I've been doing podcasts anyway. Yep. Um, so like I, there are people that I've, I've kind of in my mind always considered close friends. But when I ask this question, are they vulnerable with me? I would say no. They're, they're mm-hmm. not. And so yep. they just aren't going to be able to be in that two, three, four, five people that we put in that closest inner circle. And so it's just something to be aware of and be willing to just admit and give grace. It's okay if they're not there, let them just not be there. Hopefully they'll get there. But um, anyway, I think those are just important things to keep in mind, but man, take the challenge, start yeah. asking some deeper questions and just see what happens, see where it goes. Um this has not been the easiest topic to tackle, but I just it just felt so important for this series. And so we hope that if you've listened in today that you've enjoyed this conversation. Um, as always with our podcast, if they've been helpful, if you've enjoyed them, please help us out by writing the show. Write a review wherever it is that you listen. And if you have any thoughts or questions about anything that we've discussed today, um, or as always, if you'd like to share your ideas for the future, for a series or podcasts um, in the future, please let us know by emailing us at mercytalk at mercymultiplied. Com. You can also get more information about Mercy at mercymultiplied.com or on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We are at Mercy Multiplied. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. 